Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Today we are going to talk about our eating pace and specifically we're going to talk a lot about chewing. Now you may think how in the world is she going to fill up a whole entire podcast on the act of chewing but stay with me and I promise you I will not disappoint. (laughs) We are going to talk about this act of chewing, why it is completely underrated, and why we need to be paying attention to it more. Nine out of 10 people, you know what, I'll even go higher than that. 99% of people out of 100 do not even think a thing about chewing. Do you know who does think about chewing? My clients with dental issues. My ones that are having maybe dental implants or root canals or, or just trouble chewing because their teeth are soft or, or whatever it may be. Chewing is something we never think about until there's a problem. And then that is all we think about. I have several clients that come to see me because they need to be on a soft food diet because of some type of oral issue. And so that's kind of... That's one of the fun things about my job is that you never know what's going to walk into the door and what challenge you're going to have to try to overcome. But today I want to talk about all the positive parts, uh, all the things we need to pay attention about when it comes to chewing, how it really does impact our health, how it impacts our, our weight. And um, we're going to just jump right in. Okay, so this episode is going to be a lot about slowing our pace down. I would say this is a huge, huge problem for most of my clients that struggle with weight management. They just, they eat too fast. Maybe it has stemmed from a habit since they were young. I know for me, um, you know, I was you know, what was the word I want to say? Just, I was lucky enough to be able to play a lot of different sports, uh, in multiple sports in multiple seasons. And a lot of that meant running from one practice to another. And if I could inhale dinner in five minutes before I got to the next practice, that's what I did. And although I loved being active and playing different sports, I picked up a lot of bad habits along the way. And I find that to be the the case, and I find it to be true with a lot of people that walk into my door. Somewhere along the line, they had to learn how to eat fast. Maybe it was a certain job they had. Uh, I can remember this one time it was a guy who was in the Navy, and he said, you know, you literally shoved all the food down as fast as you could, and then you got right back to your post. For many of us, it's a learned behavior. And when we eat fast we miss our fullness signals. And for a lot of us, if you are a fast eater, there is a really good chance that you may be overeating past fullness. And so I want to pose the question to you, 
How fast do you eat your meals? Do you take the recommended 20 minutes or are you done in five minutes or less? I remember I had a client one time and his wife was complaining because she said she would set her husband's food down on the table, walk back to the kitchen to plate her food, come to the table, and he was almost finished with the plate. And she's like, Ugh, it's ridiculous. Like we don't even get to eat dinner together because he's literally inhaled the food and onto a second plate before I even sit down with my first. Does that sound familiar? Are you a fast eater? Do you live with a fast eater? You know, if we are quick eaters, then chances are we're not chewing efficiently. Uh, we're not chewing our foods effectively and we're missing out on the benefits that chewing provides. So let's talk about what are those benefits because there are a lot of them besides, you know, just slowing down our pace. First and foremost, when you chew your foods correctly, it does make them easier to swallow. Do you ever find that, you know, you get that lump traveling down your esophagus because you swallowed too quickly? That's really, really painful. And so obviously, I don't even need to tell you this one. You could have all came up with this one on your own. But chewing food uh, thoroughly does lead to an ease in swallowing. But maybe you didn't know this one. When you chew your food thoroughly, it actually makes your food taste better. Now, some of you out there, you all say the reason you're overweight is because you love food so much. But a lot of people that are overweight are also inhaling their food. And I have to stop you and question, if you like food so much, wouldn't it make sense for you to really enjoy your experience by leaving the food in your mouth a little bit longer, right? That's where your taste buds are. Your taste buds are not in your stomach. They're on your tongue. And so letting the food spend more time in your mouth would allow you to have a greater pleasurable experience. When you chew thoroughly, you get to enjoy your food because it tastes better. You're moving that food all around your mouth, which means that you're engaging more taste buds than if it just touches the ones on the tip of your tongue or in the middle of your tongue and then swallowing. You're missing out on those taste buds on your sides, which actually provide lots of flavor and enjoyment. Now, we're going to go into how chewing can prevent obesity um, and how it prevents overeating in a second. I want to share a lot of studies with you about that, but just know that when you chew thoroughly, it can prevent overeating. Another benefit is chewing allows you to feel the shape and texture of your food better. When you do that, it makes you more sensitive to taste. So going back again to how does chewing make your foods taste better? It's because you can actually feel the shape and texture, which is another big part of the eating experience. I actually had a, a guy just the other day who um, his mom described him as a picky eater. And I asked him, you know, do you like this food? No. I said, well, what don't you like about it? Is it the flavor? Is it the texture? Is it the consistency? Is it the temperature? For a lot of us, we'll just say no, but we don't have a reason why. 
And in most of my picky eaters, when I ask them if they like it and they say no, my follow-up question is always, have you tried it recently? And that answer is usually no too. All right. So if you want to enjoy your food, you want it to taste better, you want to move it around your mouth, engage all your taste buds, and then also enjoy the textures and consistencies that food gives you, again, leads you to a more pleasurable experience. Here are some other really cool facts about chewing. So chewing stimulates brain development intelligence in children. What? So when you're telling your toddler or your young child, chew your food, chew your food, as an adult or as a parent, a lot of times we're reminding them because we don't want them to choke. But when you remind that child to chew, it stimulates the brain to develop intelligence. I think that's incredible. In adults, it can prevent memory loss. So if you struggle with remembering things, or you have Alzheimer's in your family, or any type of memory issues, chewing can help prevent memory loss. I just think this is also fascinating. Something that you would never connect together, there's a correlation. Um, there is an enzyme in your saliva called peroxidase. And that suppresses carcinogens in food, which can help prevent cancer. There's also an antimicrobial property in peroxidase, that enzyme, which can help you fight against oral diseases. So when you chew, you know that you produce saliva, which helps break down food so you're able to swallow it. Again, if you're not chewing thoroughly and you're just taking a couple bites and shoving it down, you're not getting the full benefits that that saliva can offer to you. Now, obviously, when you're chewing more thoroughly, it can give your body time to send signals to the stomach and the intestines that food is coming down the pike. That's really helpful because when your your stomach and your intestines can can prepare, you know that your ability to absorb and break down and metabolize nutrients is so much greater. Our body doesn't do well with surprises. It'll adapt, of course, but when you can prepare, things go so much more smoothly, which can help uh, people, especially if they have digestive issues, chewing more thoroughly, giving the body time to prepare with creating the proper enzymes and um, all those digestive processes, giving the heads up can allow the body to get where it needs to be so that when food does come down the, in the intestinal, or I should say the digestive tract, the body is ready to go. So I always use the example of, let's say, let's say I just decide to pop over to your house. No call, no warning, just knock on your door. Hello, I'm here. Can I come over? right? If you're not prepared for me, chances are maybe your house is a little messy. Maybe you've got dishes in the sink. Uh, maybe you got laundry all over the floor. Or maybe you're a clean person. Maybe that's just if you come to visit my house. Guarantee you, if you don't tell me ahead of time that you're coming, it will be a disaster. The children, I, I just, 
we failed. We failed miserably when it comes to cleaning our house and teaching our kids to pick up. We did so well in the beginning and then they just took over. But anyway, if you if I come to your house unannounced, chances are you're not going to be prepared and you're just going to be racing around, maybe throwing stuff into closets, trying to clean up as best as you can so that you can entertain me. If you know that I'm coming over, maybe I call you ahead of time and say, hey, I'll be in your area um, around six o'clock tonight. Let's say it's in the morning right now. Now, all of a sudden you're like, great, no problem. I've got five, six hours to prepare for you to come over. I can straighten things up. I can get things cleaned up. I can get ready. I can get my, my glasses washed so I can offer you water when you come over, right? When you're in a calm state and you can just naturally prepare for somebody, the night just goes so much more smoothly. But when you, you have a guest that, you know, didn't call ahead of time, everything's chaotic. You get through it. But it's just not that relaxed environment that you could have had if you had a little bit of heads up time. Same thing with your food. All right. So when you chew thoroughly, you are allowing proper time for everything in your digestive tract to line up, you know, get in place, get ready so that when the food does come down the digestive tract, you're able to metabolize and absorb as effectively as possible. Okay, two more things. Number one is when you chew thoroughly, it actually helps develop speech. So again, this can be really helpful with kids. Um, Chewing helps you pronounce your words better. And then it actually helps your face become more expressive. Some of you have no problems with this. Apparently, I am the same way. I have no poker face in my office. So (laughs) clients always call me out on that. They're like, Ooh, you're making the face. So maybe I did a good job chewing when I was younger and my face is very expressive when, um, (laughs) when you say something. Um, but yeah, this is great for kids. Again, develops intelligence. It helps with speech. And then finally chewing more thoroughly can help prevent dental diseases. Again, that saliva washes away food debris and bacteria. We already talked about the enzyme peroxidase and how that can be helpful. So, so many benefits to chewing. And here you thought it was just this step you needed to do to get the food into your body. It's actually a pretty necessary step. It goes beyond just keeping the food small enough so it can fall it can you can swallow and it can go down your tube it actually has a lot more positive benefits so let's switch gears a little bit though and talk specifically about how chewing can help with overeating and preventing obesity so i found a couple studies that i thought were really interesting um one of them said that if you increase the amount of chews per bite you can actually decrease your bmi And so what they did was they looked at people that chewed 35 times versus 10 times. And they found that those people that chewed 35 times, you know, each bite 35 times, they reduced their meal size by 12%. 12%. Now you may think, well, I don't know, is that that big of a deal? Yes, it is. I'm going to answer that for you. Yes, it is. It's a big deal. If you were able to decrease your one meal a day, 
not even all the meals, but just one meal by 12%, let's say you were eating a 2,000 calorie diet. That's what most people are eating, right? Whether that's right for you, wrong for you, um, if depending on what your goals are, obviously. But let's just take an average of 2,000 calorie diet. If you eat one meal and decrease your volume by 12%, that's a reduction of 240 calories a day. If you do that for a week, that will result in a half a pound weight loss just by reducing one meal by 12%. All you have to do is chew 35 times versus 10. That's crazy. If you were to decrease three, three meals by 12%, that would equal roughly 600 calories a day, which would equal one and a quarter pound weight loss a week. What's so fascinating is, is you don't necessarily have to change everything you're eating and only eat vegetables and fruits and never have any of your favorites again, because that's what we do when we try to diet. We swear off all foods and, you know, for the rest of my life, I'm never going to eat cake or chocolate or whatever it may be. You don't necessarily need to do that. You just need to chew more thoroughly. Slow it down. Just decrease your meals by 12%. Again, you're going to have to honor your fullness signals. You know, just because you get the fullness signal doesn't mean you blow past it. But when you chew more thoroughly, you're actually able to engage with those, those fullness signals. You're able to identify them and then honor them. And that's what leads to the weight loss. I just think this whole thing is so fascinating. When you chew more thoroughly, studies have also proven that you feel fuller faster. Again, because you're tuned into your satiety signals. You're actually slowed down to a pace where you can pay attention. When you're inhaling your food, you're not paying attention. This is where this whole mindful eating comes along. We're just asking you to stay present in the moment. Listen to the sensations that your body gives you. Listen to the cues that your body communicates with you and just honor them, right? There was a study, uh, a Japanese study actually, that noted eating fast is associated with insulin resistance. Now, what is insulin resistance? Well, that's a word we frequently use when we um, refer to diabetes or pre-diabetes if your blood sugar is elevated. And basically what insulin resistance is, is your body is not using the insulin your pancreas produces efficiently. So therefore, your pancreas has to produce more insulin, which puts more stress on the pancreas. And eventually, over time, that pancreas gets worn down. When somebody has elevated blood sugars, maybe they're not in the range to be considered diabetic, but that early range, that pre-diabetic range, which is anywhere between uh, 100 and 125 uh, milliliters per deciliter. Is it deciliter per milligram? I forget which one it is. Milligram per deciliter. That's what it is. When your blood sugar, your fasting blood sugar is between 100 and 125, that is what we consider insulin resistance. Okay. When you eat fast, you have a greater risk for insulin resistance, which can lead to diabetes. Studies also show that when you chew your food more thoroughly, you're less hungry later. In fact, 
they've done studies where they measured how full you are, you know, 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later, 60 minutes later, and people that chewed more thoroughly did report that they were, they felt fuller up to 60 minutes later, which is really, really helpful because again, if you're trying to lose weight, being hungry is not helpful. Feeling full, feeling sated, feeling like you don't need to eat, it's very, very helpful when you're trying not to eat as much. So lots of studies out there that show the correlation between chewing and your pace and your um, how much food you take in, your, your satiety level afterwards. There's a lot of great stuff out there supporting it. So clearly we need to pay attention. We need to stop making the chewing process uh, such an underrated process and start elevating it so we can pay attention and honor our bodies. So what are some ways that we can slow down so that we can chew our food more thoroughly and reap all these positive benefits? Well, let me tell you. So an easy one that we can do right off the bat is we can make sure we put our utensils down in between each bite. And I'm going to tell you something. It's going to feel really, really awkward if you've never done this before. In fact, your brain may even freak out a little bit because it's going to be like, what the heck? Like, this just feels weird. I just like the, the feeling of my fork and my hand in between each bite. It, it just it feels like something's missing. Yeah, it is. It's because your fork is on the table. It's not in your hand anymore. When your brain freaks out, you don't have to necessarily freak out. This is just part of the process. Whenever you try something new, it doesn't feel right. Your brain loves to work on habits. So when you're doing something completely counterproductive to what you've done for decades, it's going to feel a little weird. And that's okay. Because you're going to practice. And you're going to practice some more and then practice again until it doesn't feel weird. But just know if your brain freaks out and tells you this is stupid, this is dumb, why are we doing this, I'll just do it the next meal, that is all part of it, that is normal, and it's just a necessary part of moving into a different habit, all right? So try putting your, t- your utensils down, put them on the table in between each bite, and really focus on the chewing part. Okay, you can also eat with your non-dominant hand. Again, it's going to make you pay attention because most people don't have um, the level of finesse with their non-dominant hand. And so it's going to require you to pay attention. It's going to slow you down because you don't want the food to fall off your fork and onto your clothes. And so it's a great way to slow you down. Make sure when you're eating, you're eating at a table. Not on the sofa, not on your recliner, not in your bed, but you're sitting in an upright position, feet on the floor, ideally with not any screens in front of you, so you can pay attention. Another great way to slow down is drink in between your meals after you've swallowed your food. Now, you don't need to necessarily do this every single time, but for a lot of us, because we're shoving food down, we'll take a couple bites and then we'll actually drink some water to help um, move the process along and slide it on down through our esophagus. Now, you want to make sure you chew thoroughly first 
and then pick up your cup to drink your water or whatever you're drinking. Another great tip is smell your food both before and while you chew. Again, this is just a practice in mindfulness that helps you focus on the task at hand, which is eating and ideally nothing else, right? You owe yourself that much to take a couple minutes and just eat without being distracted with work, with other activities, with Instagram, right? Give yourself that moment to really enjoy the flavors, move it around your tongue, explore the the textures and the shapes of the food, and just enjoy it. Food is meant to be enjoyed. It is not supposed to be something that we fear or it's, you know, us versus it. No, food is such a great part of our lives. And let's actually enjoy the experience instead of shoving it down and then getting hungry, you know, a couple minutes later, um, or eating with guilt and shame and all those other things, actually be present in the moment. It allows you to make sure you're doing what you want to do. You can set your pace with candles and music. If that helps you um, slow down, sometimes those external cues can help remind you to slow things down. You can close your eyes. I remember I had a client... And um, we were talking about enjoying the food, savoring it. And he told me, he's like, I do not have a problem with this at all. When I am eating something I like, I will close my eyes and I will immerse myself into the experience. And I can still remember him sitting across uh, the table from me because he, he like went full into enjoyment mode, like closed his eyes so I could see, had this huge smile on his face. I don't know what food he was thinking of, but I could imagine him doing that actually at the table. Again, slowing down your eating pace so that you can chew your food more thoroughly is going to take practice. It's not going to be automatic when you first start, especially if you have had decades of eating fast. It is important to take note of the eating speed of people around you. Most of us will mimic the pace of our dinner companions. So if other people are eating quickly, you may tend to eat quickly too, just to match. That's what we do. We're social creatures. We do whatever the people in front of us are doing. So pay attention to the people around you just to make sure that they're not impacting your speed. All right. Uh, Another thing that can help is the size of your food. It matters. So if you break your food into smaller pieces, it naturally helps you take smaller bites. So make sure that you cut your food appropriately before your meals. I'm terrible at this. Uh, My husband, Jim, he's very, very good at this. I'm terrible. I just kind of like go in there with my fork and whatever I can grab, no matter if half of it's coming out of my mouth. I know that sounds disgusting, but I just never really paid attention to it. So being more thoughtful about cutting your food up first, uh, chewing it thoroughly. Uh, We should be chewing our food to the consistency of applesauce. Remember, that was from a podcast earlier, but applesauce. Most of us are not coming anywhere close to that. All right. 
So there you go, guys. You have a ton of ways that you can slow your pace down, be more mindful, pay attention to your chewing, get smarter, decrease your chances of memory loss, you know, help your facial expressions, your speech, cut back on your risk of obesity, enjoying your flavors. I mean, there are so many reasons why we should be paying attention to chewing. <sighs> All right, we did it. We got through it. That was a lot of information, guys, but I know you're going to find it really helpful. All right, so I am going to give you your recipe of the week. And for this one, it's actually going to be Cool Ranch Roasted Chickpeas. So roasted chickpeas are not anything new, right? We've done these for a while. I typically would make them with just salt and pepper or garlic, something really simple. But I found this recipe and I like it because it's different. I really like Cool Ranch flavor. So I, when I saw it, I'm like, yes, of course. Of course it would be good with roasted chickpeas. So for this recipe, you're going to need three cups of cooked chickpeas, which ends up being two cans rinsed and drained. You're going to need two tablespoons of olive oil, a half a teaspoon of garlic powder, a half a teaspoon of onion powder, a half a teaspoon of dried dill, one teaspoon of dried parsley, and a quarter teaspoon of dried basil. All right, you're going to preheat your oven to 375 degrees, and then go ahead and rinse and drain your chickpeas. Get all that extra um, sauce or, you know, the the fluid or whatever you want to call um, that the chickpeas are stored in in the can. Uh, so go ahead and rinse and drain them really well and then spread them on a cookie sheet. You're going to bake at 375 for 40 minutes and you can shake the pan once in the middle about halfway through. All right. Once the timer's done, you can remove the chickpeas from the oven, transfer to a bowl and then toss with the oil and seasonings. Okay, so you can go ahead and put all those seasonings into a bowl with the olive oil and then go ahead and um, add them to the chickpeas. Then you're going to return the seasoned chickpeas to the cookie sheet and bake for five to ten minutes more until they are crisp and fragrant. And then you can enjoy. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at bodymetricshealth. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.